You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, three doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we're putting on our feet. Today, we are finally doing another shoe review. It's been a long time. We've been having a lot of awesome guests on, but now you're stuck with just David, oh dang, DJ, Matt, and I, <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to review a shoe today. So on the docket today is the Reebok Forever, well, Reebok Grow Float Ride Energy. Uh oh, what's the order here? Reebok, Reebok forever float forever ride grow. Float. Reebok forever float ride grow. This is a really exciting shoe. It's one of those first ones that's coming out from any company that's starting to have a lot of uh, interest in decreasing the carbon footprint of the uh, production of the shoe. And so we'll dive into that uh, and a lot of other things. I do think we should give a disclaimer that we are not experts in the world of sustainability. Um, so we have a lot of resources that Reebok sent to us. So if there are questions you have, feel free to put them um, in the comments uh, below and we will uh, give as best of answer we can based on the information that Reebok gave to us. And we'll try to talk about it today as well as how the shoe performs. That's really what we can really dig into the best. Um, the other quick thing I'm wearing, this is nothing to do with today. But I'm wearing a, a shirt that we're going to be putting out a review on this soon, but I'm wearing the rabbit easy tee long sleeve. This thing is literally the most comfortable shirt I've ever worn. I had my wife touch it and she's like, that feels better than my skin. Um, <laughs> she's like, I'd rather wear that than be naked. <laughs> so no, but it's super like a naked. And like actually that. another sidetrack. Yeah. I was out running with some friends one day and I got a little bit of chafing after a long run and they both looked at me and they were, they literally on like talking at the same time together. We're like, you should have ran in rabbit. <laughs> we're like, yeah. <laughs> we are not sponsored by rabbit. This yeah. episode is not sponsored by rabbit. We just like good product when we see it. So I guess we're giving it a shout out, but we will be reviewing their product you'll find it on our website. The other thing before we jump too far, we have to give a huge shout out to Run Republic, which is a, a small local running store in Walnut, California. They are the ones who provided us with this shoe for review. Um, so what we want to do is give them a huge shout out. They've got a great shop. Um, and anytime you buy a shoe from them, and keep in mind, they have nationwide shipping. So anybody can buy a shoe from them. And if you buy a, a pair of running shoes from them, they give you eight weeks of a free customized uh, training program with one of their run coaches. So it's a huge deal. Plus, if you use the code DOR, Doctors of Running, DOR, at checkout, you'll get 15% off your purchase. We don't get a kickback from that. It's just something that Run Republic is doing for people. Um, and so we want to be able to support them. So if you want to support a small business, even if you don't live locally, you can order this shoe or a host of others. They carry a lot of major running brands. Uh, check out werunrepublic.com. I believe that is their website. 
So check them out. Um, again, they're in Walnut, California. So thank uh, you guys from Run Republic for sending this shoe our way. So now we might as well dig into some specs. I'll start with the general specs and then I'm going to kick it over to David to talk about, dang it, DJ, someday, DJ. DJ, maybe his doctors of running personality is David. Um, I'll start with some, some main specs. I'll kick it over to DJ to talk about the, the actual construction and sustainability aspects of this and plant-based materials. So uh, this shoe for a men's size nine weighs in at 9.7 ounces, which is one ounce more than the Floatrate Energy 2.0. So this comes in a little bit heavier. Um, this stack height uh, that they provided for us from Reebok is 26 millimeters in the heel, 17 millimeters in the forefoot, which means it's a nine millimeter drop. Um, and now, David, why don't you, you tell us more about what this thing's made of? A quick, yeah. quick, oh. quick note that don't let that weight fool you. It still really performs as a lightweight trainer. <laughs> Just a heads up. We'll talk about that more later. Yeah. Yeah, the shoe still feels really light on the feet, but um, this is the first trainer to my knowledge that's part of the Regrow line for Reebok. And so their project with Regrow essentially is to move away from virgin petroleum-based materials and to move more towards plant-based and recycled plastic materials as part of the Regrow line. So everything that they've tried to do, they've tried to make it sustainable and to a point where they can either grow it or produce it or... Um, harvest it from something that's sustainable. So the upper, they've used the cellulose from eucalyptus trees um, to create the upper. It's the very soft feeling upper. Um, the midsole is created out of castor bean oil and um, they've used that to create their own compound there. Um, the insole is made of bloom algae, which they've taken from waterbeds and rocks and things like that. If I flip that around, you can even see the like, oh, no, I guess not. I've got it out. Regrow. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then the outsole is from shaved rubber trees. Um, so they've tried to make this as close to sustainable as they can um, and as close to being completely plant-based as they can. And even their factories and like their manufacturing areas are LEED certified as well and so they've they've really tried to make an active effort toward creating a plant-based shoe which is awesome completely uh from talking to reebok they do have plans to expand their grow line so they're not just going to have uh this version this is kind of a mini launch actually for them uh the the bigger launch is going to happen next year with a couple different shoes, but one of them is going to be the updated version of the Floride Energy. Um, we've seen the kind of geometric shape of that shoe and we're excited about it. But anyway, we're talking about this one today. We can't say anything more right now. No. What were you going to say, David? I, oh, well, fact, Matt. You did say they are trying to grow their line. I'm not going to let that pun happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was just gonna outside, say, outside the back bag. I don't know if the algae-based uh, uh, insole helps, but I have been wearing this shoe almost exclusively sockless, and it does great at that. And for some reason, the shoe doesn't stink. And I have pretty smelly feet, so kudos to Reebok on that one. Yeah, well, that was actually part of the, the stuff they gave us—that it oh, was naturally no. odor resistant. That was actually inside of the the material there, oh, I which is that. cool. But that is pretty the, cool, even and though this a is plant. 
I just want to say right off the bat, even though this is plant-based, this is not compostable. So don't bury this in your backyard. But (laughs) (laughs) a dog will find it a hundred years later. But they their goal long term is to create a show that is and inside of their own manufacturing they do compost and recycle a lot. So from what we've heard, I haven't actually been there, but let's get into the actual performance of the shoe let's start with the fit what did you guys think of how the shoe um fit from heel forwards the upper um you know in step that kind of stuff do you want to go or i'll go um i have to say this is one of the first shoes where i can say this is a sock like upper normally when people say that they're talking about those knit uppers that are kind of compressive and, and can be a little bit com- a little bit um can put a little pressure on the foot. This one really feels like a sock. It is super comfortable. The material it like fits very nicely gets even the skin, which these guys know I have a big thing about running sockless. It's, it's a little, it starts off fairly average and then it seems to stretch very well to the foot. So I would say a fairly average fit that widens up as you break the upper in. It's not, We'll talk about the security of that in a little bit, but fit is fairly fairly average to so maybe a hair snug in the forefoot, but that opened up really nicely. The mesh does stretch very well. So super comfortable. David, what did you think? Yeah, well, I thought the opposite about the toe box. I actually thought it was pretty wide. Yeah. Um, but the upper, it's kind of similar to what Nathan was talking about earlier with the long sleeve there from Rabbit. It's This is such a soft and like, comfy upper and it doesn't sacrifice breathability either it's actually you know relatively thin um it fits really well it's true to size for me maybe just slightly long but it's nothing problematic um one thing you'll notice right off the bat there's really no overlays or structure to it it's it's all it's about as close to one piece as you can get if it's not and the only like overlay is really the logo of Reebok itself. Like there's nothing there. There's not even a toe guard or anything. So when Matt says that it feels like a sock, it genuinely does feel like a sock. And the, the only thing for me, the tongue, it's an awesome tongue, I think, for a casual shoe. It's very soft. It's very like poofy i don't know it's it's very cushioned but it's for a running shoe it felt like it was a little thick for me i wasn't really a huge fan same with the lacing like i I don't know if you feel other differently but they were pretty thick on the laces nathan go for it no you you go and then i'll i'll give my full thoughts after i i totally agree where i actually did have some tongue slippage like especially with cornering and then you know as comfortable as this upper is from the midfoot forward, it is not the most secure. So if you're doing anything like super aggressive or if you're like, hey, I want a running shoe that can handle lateral movement, like if you're using this for fitness and stuff like that, this this is not it. It's super comfortable, but secure in the forward, it's not. The heel actually does a good job of this. There's a flexible heel counter in here that does a good, fairly good job of locking the heel in. But going forward, you know, the, the laces aren't the most secure. Again, it's nice and casual, great but not the most secure up forwards. So we'll talk about that in speed as well as that kind of limits its speed there, but it's a, it's a darn comfortable shoe. I have, I have to say. 
Yeah, and I'll actually yeah. just plug in real quick. Sorry, Nathan. Um, my my maiden voyage on this shoe was 18 miles, and I had no blisters, no rubbing, no wow. nothing. That's it was point. literally just like so comfortable, but yeah. it was an easy 18. It wasn't like I wasn't pushing any paces right. or anything. It was definitely oh, the classic oh. easy 18. <laughs> Has anyone gotten this upper wet yet? You know what? No. I've gone through wet and moist conditions, yeah. but the upper itself didn't really get wet. Like it was more the floor. Just, just be aware that I, I love this upper. It's very comfortable, but it gets dirt being white. It gets dirty super easily. And it does take a little bit of time to dry it. Uh, it absorbed a lot of water. Yeah. So, I, I noticed that my sweat stayed in the insole a little bit after I ran, like I could see like little sweat marks, but besides that. Yeah. Just I don't know. My, my, my thoughts on fit uh, really hit a lot of the same things you guys do. For me, it was also true to size because of how, um, yeah, I think just to reiterate the whole sock-like feel, it really does feel like an actual sock, kind of maybe like the baggy nighttime, baggy, oh, that's a weird word, the baggy nighttime sock that you yeah. put on um, that's like not like tight on your foot. Like don't yeah. think don't think uh, the original go run uh, max road four, like don't think that kind of sock quote unquote sock light fit. This is totally road. different. No, this is this like is cozy sock, cozy sock fit. Um, for me. Yeah. I had an ample room in the toe box, but it's still locked down pretty good in the heel. I'd say the one issue that I have had is uh, some slippage of the, of the tongue. Um, I, I also, for those of who have run in the endorphin shift, um, I would say the tongue in terms of length and like thickness is similar to that where it's bigger and longer, but it, for me, it did, I never felt it. Like it didn't bother me besides the little bit of slipping off to the side that I did notice. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind, mind the laces, but they are thicker. Like I, they, they definitely have more of a casual shoe feel, but that doesn't make the shoe a cat. It's a, it's a performance shoe. Um, but they're definitely thicker than the laces in the previous um, just the 2.0. Um, and again, as David said too, the, the toe box has absolutely no structure, no toe guard. Um, so it's just the construction of the, um, of that kind of knit upper, that material, um, or mesh, whatever, whatever it is, that comfortable sock like upper. Uh, I, I really liked it. Really comfortable, really, really comfortable. Just a little lacking of some structure in the front, I would say. So let's move forward, um, meaning moving on to the ride, kind of how did it feel from a, like a, you know, how did it feel running? You know, this is a nine millimeter drop shoe. Do you guys feel like it felt like that? How bouncy, how stiff, how firm? Um, how would you describe it? And then we could also talk about stability too. Okay. I was, I was very, very surprised how, neutral the cushioning is and i don't mean that from a stability standpoint i mean that between like firm and soft it was right there in the middle to for me it didn't this the castor bean oil midsole doesn't have a lot of responsiveness to it this is an issue that you take and you just bounce away like the float right energy that that shoe has some bounce right and it's great this one is not so much of a bouncer as a nice smooth roller it was a little more stable which we'll talk about stability in a second but it had a much nicer kind of roll through 
um, and not as much unstable energy as the previous one. So like where I would use the energy for workouts, this one was more of my mid-length, mid-distance mid run shoe. I was able to use it for some hill repeats, stuff like that, some shorter uh, like recovery runs and stuff like that. As a great, really nice lightweight shoe that didn't take too much effort, but definitely wasn't my, wouldn't be my first choice for like, hey, I'm going to take this for a fast workout. What do you think, David? Yeah, I feel pretty similar. Uh, the way that I kind of worded it, I think in my review was that it was slightly firm, but it was protective. Yeah. Like it's, it's like right in that middle ground where it's not soft. It's not exactly overly firm either by any means. It's, I mean, it almost feels kind of spongy, I guess. And it, it and it's, but it's not bouncy by any means either. So it's, the foam is a little on the unresponsive side. I would, I will say that. But it almost felt better for me than the energy did as at easier daily paces. Mm -hmm. I just felt like that transition was a little smoother through the midfoot and forefoot there, where it wasn't quite as soft. And I don't know, anytime you get a soft platform that's bouncy, you're going to have some give. And so if you're not putting that force into the ground and you're going at an easier pace, you might feel like that kind of like sinking a little bit. And so like I, I would get that in the energy a little bit. Um, whereas in this shoe, I didn't get it at all. So at easier paces, I kind of actually liked it more than the energy, but if you, it's light enough to where you can pick up the pace in it a little bit, but it, it the foam just doesn't quite respond the same as the foot right energy foam does. So how much do you guys feel like the, so the, the insole of this shoe, uh, the LG insole is a lot firmer than the other ones. Did either of you guys switch yours out for another one and see how the, how it ran with a different insole? No, great question. I did not think to do that. I haven't either. I almost regret that we didn't before this review, but um, I, I maybe we'll we'll do it and then we'll post something. Somebody can go for a run with with a different insole. But I I do think that the insole is pretty firm. Like that's like step and feel. That's where I think some of that firmness comes from. Um, is from that insole, which it's not bad. I I actually I really like how it feels underfoot and. Um, yeah, kind of defer to what you guys said with it. So, it was it was interesting how how smooth this shoe was. I was definitely going to ding points, and we we talk about posterior heel flare all the time. Uh, David, Nathan, I don't know if you guys had a similar thing where it still felt fairly smooth, but besides this thing, like even as a heel striker, yeah. like this didn't bother me as much as I was expecting. And I don't know if it's because the foam is, was compressing nicely back here, and if they did that intentionally. Or if we've gotten so many shoes recently that have this, I'm just finally getting used to it. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually agree completely from a stability standpoint. I think because the foam, it has some give to it, but it's not soft. Right. Whereas the energy foam's softer. If you're landing with that extended heel flare, and this has a lot more give to it, where it's like, let me, I'll see if I can get it for the viewers here. But if I push in, I'm not pushing that hard. And that foam has some give to it. Whereas if I go onto this foam, like I'm pushing pretty hard and I can get a little bit, but it's not, it's not the same. So yeah, I'm wondering if like the deformation of the foam was just a little smoother at the heel. It might be. And that I have to say this shoe 
despite again similar design is far more stable for me than the flow rate. and i love the flow rate energy it was a fun shoe to do workouts with but it was for me as a stability guy it was really hard to do longer or like moderate length runs in this one was fine for that it felt stable even though there are no traditional methods methods of stability outside of a little wider platform and a, a little more stable foam and you know there's a heel counter but we talked about the lack of structure up here but I was surprised this didn't give me any issues. Um, again, for those who really need stability, this is probably not going to be enough. But those who are on that border, this might be a fun shoe to pull, pull into your arsenal just as to provide some variety. So just to just to kind of, I got some questions for you guys. So yeah, question one: Would you describe it as a firm shoe, or is it? Are you just saying that it's firmer than the two point Firmer than the two point personally. David, what do you think? It's it's the latter. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the so firm it's shoe. Firm. It's not. I would just say it's firmer than the energy. So if you are used to running in the energy and you put this on, it's noticeably firmer. But it's but it's it's a protective, almost spongy like feel to me. Like it's, it's, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's not on that spectrum. soft or firm. It's not it's not soft or firm. It's in this it's that weird individual like intermediate spectrum where it kind of gets, and I think spongy is a good word to describe that. Not in a bad, other, but in a, it's, it, but a, descri a good description. What, what would you guys, for another shoe, kind of daily mileage trainer on the market, um, what would you compare its ride to? That's a good question. This is a, this is a unique ride. Um, I can't think of much. David, you got anything? How close to the ride 13? The Ride 13 was more aggressive. The Ride 13 was one where it was definitely on the firmer side. And it was a shoe that I, yeah. went, I can do some like 10 mile runs in, but I can also go do a temple run. And this shoe is going gonna, is gonna to respond surprisingly. Whereas this one, the foam is a little softer than that. The shoe is not nearly as structured as the Ride, but it's also a little more easygoing. The Ride to me felt... Aggress surprisingly aggressive for a trainer. Whereas this is a little more like, Hey man, I'm plant-based chill out. I've got a good ride, but chill out. <laughs> how close to, uh, how close to like the wave rider either maybe 23. Yeah. For me. Okay. No, I, David, I'm probably going to disagree no. with Matt here, but. I think I agree completely with the ride comparison that it's a little softer than the ride and it's a little bit more easygoing. I don't think the ride is an aggressive shoe, but that's a topic for another time. Yeah. But <laughs> We're um, I just like I could do workouts in it, but that was me. You're right. But the, the heel wedge in the rider 24, that NRZ foam, I would say it feels somewhat similar to that. But I, it, but the NRZ foam had some pop to it, whereas this one doesn't really have much pop to it. But as far as just the pure durometer and landing on it, I'd probably say somewhat similar to that. But even that's kind of a stretch. I don't. It's a unique ride. I'm having a hard time drawing a direct comparison. Because the Wave Rider series has always been a little bit firmer, and definitely going to use the same word. Like it's got some pop to it. The Rider series is one you can easily take for a long run and that's paces can pick up pretty easily. This one, yeah, it's just, it's a very unique feel to it. So here, here's my question for you guys. 
Like, yeah. I, I think we all really love the transition of the, I mean, there's lots of other companies who are starting to do things that are more sustainable in terms of carbon footprint. ASICS is doing things. We're going to, re- we, we're putting out the Nimbus Light Review soon too. They're doing things in terms of recycled materials. Um, you look at On with the Cyclone. There's other things out there. Um, and that's awesome. And then I think the second piece that's going to get the like the more avid running community is going to be, does it work? So does this shoe, and you, like this can be a simple yes or no, does this shoe stack up as an actual option for kind of like actual daily running, an actual competitor in the like daily trainer market? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's a it's a unique different ride and it's got a different background which makes it very unique, but as a running shoe it does stack up. And that was one of my comments I was going to make is that I feel like a lot of times when Trump companies try something like this going hey we're going to do this, not like a racing shoe kind of thing, but often you'll have this kind of concept that it just tanks. I think Reebok did a good job where this is a real running shoe. It it is also a great casual shoe and I think they have a dual market there so you might see more of these but it does stack up as a real running shoe. You can run it. David ran 18 in it. I've done a couple of workouts in it. it. It is a running shoe for sure. Yeah. It's not that just that you can run in it. It's like, you should run in this. Good. Like don't just buy right. this to be your casual shoe. Like this, no. this like should be a shoe you run in. Right. But yeah. it can easily double as an, like as a casual shoe as well. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about it. Because even in my written review, I was saying that like, say you want to support the environment and this company is doing this cool project, but you're, you yourself are not a big runner. This shoe can still get it done on some other categories. And so, um, I mean, I like it. I've been getting questions in clinic all the time when I do wear it. And I think it's honestly really aesthetically pleasing. I mean, it's got some pop to it aesthetically and it's also... I mean, it doesn't have that much pop to it running, but it's um, it's a smooth, consistent ride. And as a daily training option, I mean, I'd have no problems running in this, you know, day in, day out. Awesome. Because I think, I think peop- there's a lot of people who are in the market. I think I'm one of these people that when I go to buy something, if something is like fair trade certified, for example, where they're guaranteeing that, like their systems from start to finish aren't going to be involving like human trafficking or slavery. I'm more apt to buy that. Um, even if the product is not as good, but then now you have a product that's starting to have some different, you know, more sustainability and recyclability, um, plant-based materials, decreasing carbon footprint, but it also performs. So I think that's just a huge kudos to Reebok for producing something like that. Um, so let's move on to speed and durability. So let's talk about speed, durability. Um, this might include some more stability in there when you talk about speed. So Matt, why don't you start us off? So speed again, as I said, it's di- certainly not the fastest shoe. It's, it's a smooth shoe, but it's not super fast. You can still work, use it for up-tempo stuff. Like, and I was able to pick up the pace a little bit for a couple runs through the middle miles. It's not a tempo shoe. But it is certainly one, and I've done, like I said, hip repeats and stuff like that, and a couple like like one or two far like workouts, and it has been totally fine. Not the fastest, so if I'm going to really go fast, this would not be my choice. But if I'm like, hey, I want something like that feels a little lighter and smoother on my feet, and I don't know if I'm going to do a workout today, but I'm still going to uh, take this along. This is a this is a fun one 
to have. Durability is actually doing pretty well. This is my right shoe, so I've got like 35, 40 miles on it. So I am I am seeing wear on the sole, and I have a little bit more on the uh, on my left one. But I would say the durability is fairly good for a plant-based shoe. I'm still expecting to get a fairly average number of miles out of this. I would still probably expect like for me as a lighter weight trainer, like 250, 300, 350, probably in that realm, not your traditional, like five, 600, but I think it's still got, it's got decent durability and the upper has been, other than getting dirty upper looks, it has been pretty good. I'm not seeing anything loose or fraying. It's definitely going to have that. I like that, like that, that old sock. You don't want to get rid of kind of thing after 300 miles. <laughs> Like your your significant other's like, please get rid of this. This is disgusting. And you're like, no, it's it still smells good because of the algae. And <laughs> what do you think, DJ? <laughs> I mean, I agree completely. It's not a it's not the fastest shoe on the planet for me. It's a nice ride at a daily pace. Much more than that. I mean, it can go a little beyond that, but it's it's just not something I'm going to pull out when I want to go fast. Um, maybe that's a good thing. It's plant-based. It's, you know, easygoing and <laughs> all that stuff. But um, durability-wise, I also agree completely. I think 250, is a, 250 to 350 is a pretty accurate number there. I have some wear on mine as well. This is my right shoe, so... I don't have quite as much wear. I tend to land a little harder on my left for some reason. In the forefoot, I have noticeable wear on my left. On my right, there's a little bit noticeable, but not too bad. Do you but, guys feel um, like the fo foam has changed at all? Or do you feel like, the, do you think the foam will last? You know, this, do you think what's going to be the limiter, the outsole or the foam? Outsole. Outsole for sure. The foam is very consistent. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did not use the same carbon rubber that they used on the Forever Floatride Energy. So yeah. the carbon rubber will last you a lifetime probably. And this guy, it's definitely showing some more wear. But, I mean, it's got decent durability. I mean, for a plant-based shoe, I mean, for them to not go and do a carbon or blown rubber outsole, I mean, this is something that I think will last most people some time. So, yeah. If you're doing like a hundred mile weeks consistently, like I don't think this is going to be the shoe for you. You're going to blow through it too quickly. But if you're, you know, definitely in more of the recreational range or even, or even in the upper range, I mean, like if you're like 50 to 70, you still might be able to get away with a few good weeks here or even a month or two. So. Awesome. Um, recommendations. Or, yeah. Let's do recommendations. What do you guys think? could be some areas for improvement as they keep going with this regrow line. Um, and then we'll do our, if the shoe were a blank, what would it be and why? Please don't do a sports team. I won't. I, it won't be. <laughs> David, I'm going to go first. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? No, no, you can go. That's fine. It depends on how they're trying to market this shoe. So if they're marketing this more as a trainer, then you might want to give a little bit more upper security. You might want a little bit more midsole. I mean, there's plenty of protection here, but just for a little more structure in the shoe might help as a trainer. If we're <laughs> a performance shoe, like an evolution of the float ride energy 2.0, you're going to want to change the, what you might call it, durometer of the foam. You're going to want to give that a little bit more pop to it. Just which will probably help with it being a little bit faster. I don't know if that, feeling because remember we've talked about mentions a little bit that responsiveness doesn't just come from the midsole 
the outsole has an effect, the insole has an effect, it's not just the midsole. So they may need to tweak that a little bit more if they wanna make it a faster shoe. But as a plant-based introduction, it's, this is a great introductory shoe. Like for somebody who's like, hey, you know, I wanna get into this running thing. I also want a sustainable shoe and a comfortable shoe. This is a great option. For those runners who are using it aggressively, this is probably a more of an easy day shoe. So it really depends on Reebok, where Reebok wants to, to market it. But my comments would be modify hydrometer a little bit. It's not that I don't like it. It's like it do faster and give a little more structure in that upper just for a little bit more stability. I'll go next. Diff for a little bit. Oh, here, I'll go next. And then, or yeah. no, we should put you next. You can juxtapose. That'll be better. <laughs> I actually like that it's not a very secure upper because oh, it's not okay. sloppy. It's still pretty well put together overall. And I think it's just so comfy. But I agree if you for me as a daily training option, I think the upper is pretty solid the way it is. I would just adjust the tongue and make that a little less poofy and like a little bit have a better hold on it. Um, same with the laces. I mean, it's not a they're not bad. They just I, they could probably be a little better. Um, but if it's going to be more performance based, I think then you start looking a little bit more at that lockdown. Cause I'm not going to want to take a turn at five minute pace or, you know, in a upper that's going to translate on me. Not that this one does, it hasn't done that to me, but I haven't taken any like hard turns in it. I've pretty much only done daily miles and the fastest I think I've, I've run in it probably would be like low six mid six minute pace and for me that that's pretty controlled at the moment and so nothing nothing crazy so i would say if they're going to go more down the performance line secure it up a little bit and add some responsiveness to the phone but as a daily training line just fine-tune these guys here something we did talk about did you take it on trail and how to do Okay, so I didn't want to get it dirty. With that said, I did. I took it on a coastal trail that was relatively packed. Nothing technical, nothing, nothing too crazy, but it was. Um, I tried to make sure I stayed out of the any kind of sandy or um, like softer dirt that would get the upper dirty. Yeah. <laughs> We I like how the shoe looks. I didn't want to jeopardize how it looked. That's hilarious. For me, it's can you wear it socklets? David, can you take it on the trail? Nathan, what's yours? I don't know. Jeez. Well, I'll just give my recommendations. All right. Buddy. I think I think for for me, one that stays steady between the energy 2.0 and this one is to change the the heel, you know, to get rid of this, um, to get rid of the posterior flare. Or, you know, keep it, but add in a bevel that counter that counters it, integrates it better into the shoe so that it's not creating moments that we don't want around the ankle. Um, I agree with Matt. I think creating just a, just a touch of structure around the upper um, in the toe box, giving like a little bit of a toe guard. That doesn't need to be huge, but just something that gives a little bit of structure without losing this like beautifully comfortable for a daily trainer option. I think Matt brings up a good point. Like our recommendations have to take into account the goals of the company. And we don't actually know their goals with this grow line. Like, do they want it to be 
just a daily trainer option? Do they want it to be for casual running? Do they want it to be performance? I think this shoe does have performance in it. Like it's not just this like casual shoe. Like Matt said, you could do some tempo work in it, um, which is great. But anyway, you know, I, I think giving a little bit of structure wouldn't be a bad thing without, but don't lose how comfortable it is. The other thing in that, the, my biggest issue was the movement of the tongue. So if they could just somehow secure the tongue, um, either through a lacing system or, you know, attach it down to the last uh, or down into the, the footbed. Um, so I think the 2.0 has it, has it attached as well. So somehow using the materials they got to attach yeah. it. Um, I know Symmetros is attached. So th I think that would be beneficial. Um, the other thing that the instep was, I, I brought up the whole thing with the insole and if you guys have changed it at all. Um, it'd be nice to see that softened up a little bit and secured down. Mine was like not even like placed within the, the shoe when I got it, it was kind of like floating. Um, and yeah, mine was too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure this is just a product. I mean, this is what you, maybe just what you get when you have an algae based thing, but it wasn't like formed within the shoe. I kind of have to adjust it sometimes before I put my foot in. Um, so that would be the other thing is somehow integrating the, the insole better. Are you saying that the algae, that the algae, the uh, insole was floating a little bit? Oh my gosh. Too many bad puns. Yeah. This is great. It's All right. I think let's, I got a third one somewhere. <laughs> let's do our last, let's do our last segment. If this shoe were a blank, what would it be and why? I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't include some kind of plant-based question <laughs> in this. So we'll do... If this shoe were a vegetable, what would it be and why? I have my answer. Go, Nathan. Okay. <laughs> I can see the look on your faces like, oh gosh, I don't want to talk right now. I'm going to say a cucumber. Um, <laughs> cucumbers, you know, this shoe is... I'm going to try to make this as good as possible. My answer is not that good, but I, I'm going to say cucumber, you know, there's not a ton of flavor to cucumbers, but you know, it's there, you know, this shoe doesn't have the pop that you get from the 2.0, but like it's present and it's like, a, and it's pleasant. I think when you think of like cucumber melon flavored things, it's kind of this, like, that's just pleasant. It looks pleasant. It rides pleasant. Um, you're, it's pleasant for the world. <laughs> so maybe cu cucumber adds this kind of like subtle goodness to what it's, whatever it's added to. That's, that's the, I think going to be the best answer. It's like, it made me think of like cucumber water. Whereas when you first start, you're like, yes. Okay. What, and then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> you know what? This is actually really refreshing. That was a yes. great, that was a great answer. Now you've got me thinking Thank about the movie. Uh, what is it? The other guys when, when they're in the scene and he's getting bribed, he's like, the water, it just, the cucumber accents the water in such a way <laughs> with Will Ferrell. Yep. Yeah. All right, David, go. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I've got two in mind, and I, I'm having a hard time deciding between the two. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with a carrot. And I'm, I was going 50-50 between a carrot and kale, but I'm going to go with the carrot because it's a little bit more firm. It's got a little bit of snap to it. It's not too crazy. Relatively neutral in A little flavor. bit of snap? 
There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 a relatively neutral in flavor. Um, nothing overwhelming, but it can accent pretty nicely with things. So it's like it's it's consistent, and there's no surprises, and um, and you can grow it. So. I'm going to go with kale. I'm taking that one because again, similar, similar situation where taste is a little bit neutral, right? But it's packed with a lot of good nutrients, right? This, this kind of concept in this design is great for, in terms of sustainability for the planet of using renewable sources, plant-based materials that we can actually grow. I think the biggest thing that I'm going to say about this is, is like kale. Kale by itself is kind of like, it can, it can be, you know, you, you know, it's good for you. It's a good, has a good place in your diet, but when you cook that thing, you can do some very interesting things and make it really awesome. Like different ways to like cook kale and add different seasonings to it. Or even I like baked kale before and it's actually done really, really well. And you kale can, chips are good. Yeah, Kale chips are great. This, uh, this has some potential. So I'd be super curious to see an all out plant-based performance shoe. And so I think the potential is there. You can all, you're like this, there's something here that I'm excited to see down the line. This isn't quite that like, like all out, like brain, like, like road pounding, you know, performance, like race shoe, but I'm, I, there's something there that tells me this, this could do this in the future. So I'm excited to see what Reebok does. One more kale thing that I'll add on there is like kale's a huge trend in the last couple of years. It's like kale is the cool thing yeah. to do. Um, and it's kind of like in the running shoe community in a good way. The cool thing to do now is to create some sustainability in your lineup. So they have that in common too. Yeah. And if kale is a super food, could that mean that there'd be a super shoe in the future? It sounds like you're giving a teaser, but there's no teaser. There's no teaser. Like literally, <laughs> this is just like don't read into this. Don't read into this. We don't. We have no idea. We have the new super super Reebok has a Treebok uh, based plate in the sole. Did you see Treebok? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> a a a a Treebark based plate. Treebark. Treebark. They call it the Treebok. Yeah, Treebok. Awesome. All right, everybody. Uh, that is our review of the, I'm going to get the order wrong. Forever Reebok. Float Ride Grow. Reebok yeah. Forever Float Ride Grow. Um, again, thank you to Run Republic for sending these to us to review. Um, again, check out their website at werunrepublic.com. And again, they ship nationwide and you can get 15% off if you enter the code D-O-R. Um, and if you order a shoe from them, you get eight weeks of uh, free coaching and coaching plan from one of their coaches. If you guys have any questions, drop them below. Um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. It really helps support the work that we're doing. Um, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And then as always, our written review is up on doctorsofrunning.com. Take care, y'all.